Jerks, welcome back to the Bad Christian Podcast. Uh, we are all back and decompressed from the Bad Christian Road Show. It was a lot of fun. And of course, moving on, we've got Emory Dates up again. Emory is a busy band. Of course, you know we had an album Eve come out, and I would ask for everybody to please save it, share it, listen to it. Just do it on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. We get paid directly on that music, and it's good music. So get over and start on that right away if you haven't jumped into it. It's out. It's out everywhere. Now, Emory, O Sleeper, and Fourth Teller going to be on tour very soon. I'm talking January, end of January, that is. That's going to be in Greenville, South Carolina, January 29th. Murray Hill Theater in Jacksonville on January 30th. January 31st, the Orpheum in Tampa, Florida, February 1st. Respectable Street in West Palm Beach, Florida. And then February, Saturday, February the 2nd, will be in Orlando at the Sound Bar. The tickets for those, you can get them at emorymusic.com. Again, we'll be with O Sleeper. It's going to be fun. We're going to be playing a bunch of new songs from the new record and a bunch of stuff we haven't played before. We've got a kick-ass set list that you're going to love. So please, you know, support our band. That's all I'm asking you to do. You already support the podcast. I got that. Support the band, and we'll all be in good shape here. Keep this this career, you know, rolling. Keep this, uh, what do we got, a gravy train with biscuit wheels. We're going to keep it on rolling. Here we go. Oh, hell yeah, God showed up. I don't give a shit what I put in my body. You don't ever f- talk to me that way. <laughs> so if you've never done oral, then you're extrovert. No, girl, it's my flesh. I, I showed my dad my penis when I was 25 years old. You don't get more honest than that. Three, two, one. It's the bad Christian Pokey. All right, guys. Man, how y'all living? How we you living? living? We living. You Back living large? I know Joey's living large. I'm living large, boy. Living Hell in yeah. my mansion. I got maids going downstairs, man. It's just a life. Is that it still is- uh, politically correct to call them maids? Is that... I- well, it, they're all white males. Dem- domestic <laughs> oh, <totally>. servants. <laughs> With no shirts on. <laughs> right, exactly. I would tell you, I was talking to Matt before we even started, and I, it's crazy. I think sometimes I'm surprised and that this kind of thing would bother you, and Matt was like, no, it would not bother Toby. But I do think there is maybe 40% of the time this sort of thing would kind of bother you a little bit. But I was telling Matt that... I love my mom. I know yeah. she loves you, but I think my mom, because of social media, doesn't really like you or is like <laughs> extremely frustrated with you. Just out of nowhere, I'm visiting my parents and I mentioned, I, I don't even know how you came up, but I mentioned Toby and she literally was like, oh, Toby. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord. I was like, what? I was like, what's, I was like, what's the problem, mom? And you could tell that she just had to get that dig out, and then she was just going to move on. And I, I didn't have, I didn't have it in me to dig further, so I just moved about my business. But then I started thinking about, I was like, what on earth could my mom be upset about? And then I realized, oh yeah, every single time I post something on Facebook, you heckle the hell out of that post, and she sees it. And so I told Matt, I was like, to my mom, she probably thinks my son 
is in an unhealthy role. I, I love Toby. I've known him forever. But I just think Toby probably picks on Joey, and Joey just takes it, and I'm his mom. I don't like that. And early on, they were dabbling in Bad Christian, listening to it on and, on and off, and I think my mom and dad stopped listening because it was – I mean, honestly, early on in this podcast, you guys, I think, laid it on way more thick than y'all do now as far as heckling me and all that stuff. But I just think it's super interesting. And I will say for my mom's uh, – to, to have my mom's back, I don't know as a mother if she can step out of motherly love and recognize joking and just – Go with it. I don't know if a mom can do that. Well, what kind of stuff are we talking about that he says to you on social media? Because without even the podcast. Toby and I heckle the fool out of each other on social media. Toby and I make fun of each other's posts. She doesn't see when I make fun of Toby's posts. She only sees when Toby makes fun of mine. So, I mean, anything Toby posts about his wife, I'll probably have a smart-ass comment. If I post a picture of me, Toby's going to make it look old or fat or say (laughs) what a stupid look on Joey's face. I mean, we just pick each other's posts apart. I do the same to Matt. I do the same to Devin. I do the same same to to everybody. Because exactly. that that is a place where we are all connected, exactly. just like if we were in the room together. And exactly. so, I mean, I, I mean, nothing against your mom; she doesn't understand social media, probably ha- how it works or anything. And she's dumb, I, I, you know. I get picked on all the time. No right. one ever feels By bad about Toby. Yeah. Oh no, let me just finish here for a second. No one ever feels bad when I get picked on. You know why? Because I don't, I don't talk about it. It's not a big deal. That. I, it's the most bizarre thing in the world when everybody talks about people getting picked on, but of course everybody on earth gets picked on, but I get picked on a ton. I unbelievable amount of picking on happens to me. And the reason why it doesn't do anything is that I, I'm just a normal person that gets picked on like everybody else. It's not a big deal. It's well, not will, a big deal. I, I, we uh, probably can't get very too, right we, about that. Can I give an illustration of that point? Yeah. I experienced very much the same thing. I get very hassled. First of all, Toby, I'd like to say for the record, uh, my mom totally got you. <laughs> um, Thank you, man. She she loved you for who you were. Um, so <laughs> I have the same problem with the picking on thing. Now I don't even know if I'm that big of picking on people, but I am telling you, you cannot imagine the amount that I am able to be picked on without anybody ever feeling bad about it. Nobody <laughs> could ever feel bad about picking on me for some reason. Like I said before, when I'm wrong, everybody loves it. If I mess up, if I wear something stupid, if I do anything stupid, people are on me. Un- something I put off makes people be able to get on me unbelievable and never even worry if they're going to hurt my feelings or feel bad about it. And it really doesn't, to be honest. So maybe that's what they're picking up on. Well, you said something about you. I mean, that something is basically your delusional mind that thinks you're always right. People love jumping in. Well, I don't know why people like making fun. If I wear, like, you know, I wear plain clothes because black clothes and don't do anything with my hair because I get made fun of instantly if I do anything. Like, it's so, people just have such a willingness to make fun of me. And I'll give you an example. Is it only me that does that, though? No, it's not totally. It's everybody. It's anybody. I'm at Thanksgiving dinner the other day, and it's the Studleys and the McDonald's and the Powell's. Yeah. So we're all there. 
And it, you, if you guys notice right now, you may notice, but I do have a mustache at the moment. Yeah, I okay? can see it. I actually can I, see it. I didn't t- shave on tour. I didn't shave in the whole month of uh, November. I haven't shaved yet in November. And so by the time I got home from tour, I had a pretty good amount of goofy facial hair, which people made yeah. fun of on the tour, of course. I don't know right. why, but they made fun of my facial hair there. So then I shaved this mustache and went to Thanksgiving dinner with it. And they started making fun of me. Unreal. Now, maybe I'm asking for it. I don't know. But I legitimately have a mustache, which is a legitimate thing. <laughs> and it's yes, maybe it's clear. Maybe it's not full. Maybe that makes some people uncomfortable that they can't really grow a man's facial hair. Maybe some people have been made fun of because they can't grow hair. Maybe their whole life. Maybe they went through puberty late and they're all standing around making fun of me, including Seth Studley, who has been making fun of me since I met him. <laughs> when we were in high school, when he Seth's kind of a bully that you accepted as a friend because him and all the friends would the tennis team would go pull my uh, shirt down to, to, and then die laughing that I didn't have any armpit hair because I didn't, and they just die laughing. I mean, that was a big gag. It's been that way my whole <laughs> life, and now Christy McDonald's just crushing me on my mustache. I said, okay, okay, well. I, you know what? It's it's 2019. And you're still rocking a, a, a lip ring. Look at Bridget's frizzy ass <laughs> hair over there. I bet that's embarrassing to her. Right now. And I, I went around and made fun of every single person in the room for something about their appearance. And they were shocked that I would do that. That I would say something about their appearance that was goofy or funny. I did by everybody. In the room. Like you just took turns. You just yeah, went said, from one yeah, to the I, other. I pointed right at Bridget. Said, "Look at that frizzy hair. I bet you're embarrassed about that." Chris, Chris, you wearing a li- rocking a lip stud in 2018? Come on. And then Seth, whatever. You know, I, did, I just, just went around and did something like that. To did everybody. you go after the kids? That's the Powell no, kids. That was just and the was like, kids. That's Michael understand. Scott. Boom, roasted. Yeah, it's like that. It's like, do not understand. Like, I don't care. But you don't. It doesn't cross your mind that you're just making fun of my physical appearance right now. Doesn't cross your mind. So, yes, right. because I don't ever complain about it. So good for me. So, everybody stop complaining about getting made fun of and it'll be fine. That's my point. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that, that's what I don't understand. Like, Who with cares? your mom, Joey, the, the reason we made, like, okay, this past week, Matt posted a new uh, profile pic. I immediately, as soon as I saw it, I was like, there's nothing I can do. I have to do an old old face of Matt, and then I have to do a girl face of Matt. I go on my app, and I change your, Matt's face to look like a girl. And, it, you know, I know everybody starts liking it and all that stuff. Same That's way funny. with Joey. Joey posts a picture of him and Priscilla. He said, this is before we even, whatever. And Joey's face looks goofy. And so I did a close-up of the face and said, she knew, man. She knew that even then, before y'all had started dating, she knew. What I'm saying is, the reason I do that is because that is a connected I'm in my brain. Now this sounds, it's not going to make sense to probably Joey or whatever. I'm close with you. I'm Why would this not taking, make sense to I'm me? Taking by the a, way. I'm taking it. Well, what I'm saying is, okay. Wouldn't make sense to your mom. I am close to you. I see a picture and I know you so well that I can do this. And you will also, if nobody else is in the room and I showed you that you and I probably would die laughing. If I said that to you in the room, you would die like same way as me. If you showed me an old picture, of, you know how many times you showed me oh, morbidly obese pictures of myself when we were in <laughs> Joe seven forty seven and died laughing. Doby, look how fat you! Holy shit, man! You lost a lot. You were a massive. You, it, we we talked like that a million times. What I'm saying is, it's just that's just what it is, and it just doesn't matter. And the only reason you can make fun of somebody like that is because you are close, right. and it's just fun. That's yes. that, that's the only thing. And it, it is. will now, attract more problems for you if you focus on it, bring it up. And I don't mean to, I'm not trying to be a jerk here and say don't whine about it or whatever. Like, I, yeah, okay, I'm in a different position, but I assure you, been made fun of constantly. 
my whole life. I assure you that's true. Right? Is that would that not be true? Yes. Am, am I misperceiving I that? I could give you countless stories. I was I agree. destroyed through but, yes. uh, you know, it's, and so don't care. It doesn't matter. But, right, but this is what I was trying to get to. The reason why the reason why uh it, because and this sounds uh, uh, counterintuitive. When people are making fun of Matt, it's because Matt is a unique person and they are bringing Matt to their level yes. or they're they're meeting Matt somewhere in there. So when you make fun of Matt's puffy jacket, we make fun of Matt's wearing a puffy jacket out in New York City on this last tour and he goes, "I can't even wear a coat." But the reason why is because Matt always wears the exact same thing uh for how many hundreds of days in a row, exact same thing. So when he does one thing different, it's super noticeable. <laughs> when, when does when do you think Matt Carter thinks about changing his Facebook profile? That, that that doesn't even right. seem like something that crosses mind. So when it does change, I go, oh, here's an N. I can cut <laughs> up with Matt, and this is and now it, it comes back to normal or something like that. Because I feel like, I, I am when Seth's making fun of him or Devin or whoever, I really do believe it's because we respect Matt, love him so much, think highly of That's him. What He's I super think smart. Too. There, there there isn't anything People there make fun that of me is because they like me. It's always right. been yes. the way I thought. I, it's always yes. been a very blurry line with me through childhood of laughing with and at and to me it's all good that's basically yeah with and at meaningless distinction in my opinion are we having fun are people laughing right who cares but keep on 100 yeah, percent. because it, the, the number one thing i don't want to do is make fun of somebody i don't like i actually yeah, hate that yeah right i, I actually do don't don't like that like with the the philly heckler or whatever which by the way if, if you're not a part of the bc club you can listen to that episode if you join the bc you club to tell them what it is i don't know if we've addressed it on the main I, podcast we got yet. heckled the bad christian podcast on the road show we got heckled uh, and uh it was probably a nice lady and i just felt bad and i it didn't go down the way i wanted but she was heckling pretty harshly uh, and so you can listen to that episode, but just like that, I didn't enjoy that. That wasn't anything that I enjoyed or have thought positively on since. Well, let me ask cutting you up, this. Cutting up with I, y'all, I think, oh, I'm cutting up with my friends. I love them so much. We're busting each other's balls. How many we're times, close. How many times of saying, please shut the fuck up, did you realize that you weren't enjoying it anymore? Like after the eighth time? First time. The very first time <laughs> when I said it, I was like, oh, there's no going back. Yeah. As the soon as I said, shut here. the fuck up, there isn't any going back. <laughs> the she, dam is broken. Yeah, yeah. Wherever this goes now, I'm just in a flood floating along trying to, <laughs> trying to get it flood. to the shore. <laughs> just trying to get to the shore. The flood has happened. It's over. I don't so know funny. what's going to because where, where I'm headed. Because it's like this thing that happens. So the heckler was doing the thing that got to the first place that could have possibly warranted shut the fuck up. And then if she doesn't, now what? You're right. I went way too hard. I wish I'd have been more entertaining, brought her in. Like I said, the whole time, I, I have the worst empathy gene inside my whole dumbass head. And so the whole time I'm telling her to shut the fuck up, I'm thinking, well, she has no option now. Well, she's stuck. Now she has to go. If I already said shut the fuck up, where does she, where well, have I left me, her? Do you realize how complicated she, you are? You're a paradox. Like, imagine that. Because I know your empathy. I, I mean, you don't have to convince me of that. You, you are my most empathetic friend. Not too many people would tell someone in front of a huge crowd from a stage and having a microphone in their hand to shut the fuck up, to ma- to basically say your boyfriend is embarrassed to be around you. And the whole time you're saying this, you're like, I feel so bad for her, man. That's like, exactly what? the way I feel. That's what I'm saying. So my, that's what I'm saying. Well, my, if I actually made a joke, like made you look real fat online or whatever, if I actually thought that really hurt you, 
I would feel remorse. I would feel bad because I, I, in my mind, I would think the only time I'm joking, it, I'm joking. That is what I think. I, and I feel like you and I, or Matt and I, Devin and I, we joke so much that that's like maybe one of the most important parts yeah. of our friendship. I oh, wouldn't yeah. even like like it's my favorite. We had a, uh, I, I'm not. Uh, Imagine a world without joking and making fun of people. Okay, the most it's called thing ever. making fun, right? Fun. Right. You make fun. Making fun. You know what I mean? Like, you, there's a way for us to create fun. fun. It's called you make fun. You make it, and then you have fun because you made fun. It's beautiful. Why yeah. do you not want to make fun? Doesn't make I, sense. I, just, I don't fun. want anybody to take themselves seriously. That, when my kids take themselves seriously, I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Your friends are cutting up with you, and they don't understand humor yet, but if you can just let it ride – Everything's going to be better. You're going to be more liked. You're going to like the people more. Like, as soon as you make it serious and say, no, you can't do this, then it starts getting, you know, obviously there's limits to everything, and there are bullies and mean people and mean-spirited people and stuff, but I think for the most part, you know, yeah. there's a lot. I think most people want to have a jolly laugh, and it's fun. I think so, too. Now, that's why America's Funniest Videos is so funny. Yeah, so for if you are curious, though, people in the BC Club actually hear that live episode that we did in Philadelphia where it was meltdown. It didn't go well, but we yeah. you know, put that episode there if you want to hear it, and uh, that's thebcclub.com. Now, I do wear the same clothes every day, and I do get made fun of for wearing different clothes in every case except for one, and that is when I wear an Indochino suit, and I guarantee you nobody makes fun of me on that day. Because it actually is that gives that effect. To if they like, do, they're just sh-. jealous, right? Well, they're no, it's jealous. like the, at that point, it's like, wow, he actually looks good, and that's because you know it's a good suit that they tailor made for me, so it actually fits. It looks good. I wear it on special occasions, and I get noticed, and I actually do not get made fun of. I get made, I get compliments made to me constantly for it. So that is really nice. Now, the thing about it that I really like about Indochino, and I think you will too, is that they've got a huge variety so you can pick out the right thing that's that's already suits you pardon the pun and then they will tailor it to the exact fit and it's very very easy and it is actually fun to pick out the colors and the fabrics and the lining like I got a gray pinstripe suit and then I decided to put a different kind of uh you know stuff inside the, the lining I have a blue color which is really neat I don't ever wear blue but I have blue on the inside of that gray suit and it works well for me makes me very happy you can do all – it's like you get to play designer a little bit. And it's low stakes here because it's such a great deal. And, you know, they're going to take care of it and get it right. And you can send it back if it's not right. And you're going to love it. So Indochino is the way to go. It's North America's uh, leading made-to-measure menswear company. Uh, and, you know, like I said, if you put this thing on, the compliments will just roll in. It's a, it's a, it's a real unique experience. I love the way how – you measure yourself at home. It doesn't take long at all. It's easy. It's fun. You kind of get a grip on what size you are and different measurements, and you send it in. Custom, tailored suit, made to measure, sent to you. And November, it's Black Friday season, meaning 2018's lowest prices. In fact, up to 70% off everything. The theme is all about stepping out from backstage and then making an entrance. You take center stage. It's your biggest moment. It's your grand finale. You come out in your suit. You've got big moments coming up in your life, your job, dates, holidays, everything. And uh, for sure, Indochino is the way to go to look good. So this week, our listeners can get uh, – you can check out the Black Friday pricing by using promo code BADCHRISTIAN at checkout. That's 70% off the regular price. 
for a made-to-measure suit. So now is the time. Plus, shipping's free. That's Indochino.com, promo code BADCHRISTIAN for up to 70% off. Incredible deal for a made-to-measure suit. And once you go custom, you don't go rack. Get it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of the roadshow, what did y'all think? Like, I I know a lot of people, we just did the East Coast, and, uh, you know, we went through Nashville all the way up the East Coast and around through Pittsburgh, Philly, and... uh, Akron and Louisville, Louisville. That was just a great killer. venue and a great, great show. We're gonna have to start going there more often. We've skipped it yeah. a few times, but we I know I really enjoyed skipping. it. I enjoyed the people there. I enjoyed the show. Everything was really good. Um, but what did y'all think? Like, I was worried. I'll be really honest. I was worried. Some of the uh, Sherwood had to drop off. Some of the tickets seemed like they were going to be low. I didn't know what people would think if they were understanding that it was uh, kind of like a small conference or a little get together. It wasn't even really a conference. It was more like a we had like a panel and we would talk do different discussions each uh show before. We'd start at four and end about six PM. And that, like a, that was that was kind of an optional yeah. uh extra price too. And then we tried people. to work in the podcast during the actual rock show, which was interesting. I don't know. Well we'll have to see if that works in the future or not. But overall, I was really pleasantly surprised. I thought the morale on the tour was really good. Yeah. I thought everybody really chipped in. Fun, the bus was fun. The people were good. I thought all the panels uh before were like really uh, fairly provocative. Like I thought yeah. we said some things that were really entertaining and interesting and challenging. And so I really, I, overall I was really happy. I, well, I, did, I did not think it was going to, uh, cause I thought it was going to be so much work. We had to wake up early and lot. drive and get, to, get to the show. Cause the show for us started at 4 PM. You know what I mean? So we had to get there and load in and everything by one or noon yeah. or whatever we could. A lot of driving, all that stuff. But I mean, overall, I just I thought it was great. I thought the people were great. I thought the actual uh, bad Christian parts of the show were good. Mm-hmm. Podcast during the rock show, I don't know. We'll see. But like I said, but the beforehand, I thought was good. What, what well, was y'all's takeaway? It's interesting because I don't have anything to compare it to, especially when you you guys both said the bus was fun, and I'm totally in agreement. I had fun on the bus, but. So I, I'm assuming y'all been in a lot of boring tours with boring buses where it just wasn't any fun? No, no, that's not true. The bus yeah. is always the most fun and the most yeah. valuable and the best thing ever. You're on a gotcha. bus with your friends, partying, yeah. drinking, doing your thing, talking, cutting up, laughing. That's that's the best part of a tour. Now, this tour was different because it was full, and it was not just our normal crew and a merch guy or one extra person that's fun or something like that. We had... uh Merch guy, manager. Yeah, we had a Tyson new merch person we didn't know. We had Dan Coke, who's quite out of his element in, to some degree. You know, yep. there, you have Joey, who's a wild card. You are a wild card when you travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Christy McDonald and Matt, so a married couple on the bus. Uh, multiple bands, multiple Tyson Motzenbacher, multiple personalities. You know what I mean? There's several Tyson Motzenbacher has multiple personalities. Yeah, he, he himself has multiple personalities, that which is what makes it really difficult. But no, I'm just saying you have all the personalities and the egos and the different artists, and they have to interact, and they have to stay on the bus, and they're different styles. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so for yeah. all that to actually cohesively work as a, a fun bus of 12 loaded rolling down the highway, but once you get yeah. that part right, the shows are whatever. I mean, you just knock them out, and they're good or yeah. they're bad or they're whatever. The panel discussions that we did were my favorite part because we're ramping up for the conference and practicing that. I think some of the panel discussions we did at last year's BC Con were pretty good, but weren't necessarily run that well or moderated, right. that, whatever it is, like figuring out how to do those well. So we got a good amount of practice and tried out some different topics. So that makes me even more excited for doing having the whole time of the conference coming up in February. You can go to badchristiancon.com for that. And we have announcements coming up very soon, not today, but very soon. And um, 
you know, getting learning how to do those type of public speaking things. I'm looking very forward to having all the time at the conference to do that and do that at a higher level when there's not a rock show and you didn't have to drive 400 miles right. to get there on the same day. Yeah, I think that's a conclusion that the three of us came to was that that was not the best setup for the actual live podcast recording. So what we mean by that is the actual lineup was he is legend, Emery, Vocal Few, Tyson Matsuma, and the Bad Christian Podcast. So that was part of right. that lineup. And I think the very first two shows, we we did the Bad Christian Podcast before the last two bands went on. So basically you had two bands, then us, then two other bands. And if I was someone who showed up to see He is Legend and Emery and I had to listen to three goofballs talk, unless I was really curious about Emery's personality, I think I would have been like, what in the world is this? I wouldn't have yelled at those people, but I would have, <laughs> I definitely would have been like, oh man, this is, I just want to hear, you know, the music and all of that. But I, I agree. I thought the, the, the early part that people paid extra for the panel discussion, that just went so well i thought it was so cool getting to know some of those people that follow us and listen to us and all of that not and, and i'm honestly looking forward to figuring out a if if it exists a sweet spot for our mm -hmm. podcast to be on the road learned like, a ton and, and, learned a ton ton, ton right ton, like so. yeah I, I think that it is doable and and maybe even overlapping with other podcasts mm -hmm. that would enjoy doing something like that, maybe taking two or three podcasts on the road possible, yeah. and not going to bars with bands. Uh, that would be interesting. But there's no way we would have known that that wasn't no, the, perfect the right fit without yeah. doing it. No, I that's what I mean. If you look at what we've done, it's all we do is iterate different goofy ideas and learn, and that they always lead you to the next idea. So I don't see anything as bad or failure. I mean, we did a whole year where we did acoustic shows on some whim and developed that, and it worked. It was beautiful. You know, we do tour. We did a tour where all the tickets were ten dollars, and we thought that could we could lose out big on that. It worked out great. You know, we keep tweaking our. You know, we just keep tweaking our different. Who knows? We can do whatever we want. We try it out. We learn right. what will work, and this will help us get farther and farther to the next idea. Do the conference better. It's great. So I've been I've been very pleased. Thank you to everybody that showed up and supports all the stuff that we're doing and is, you know, test subjects in our giant experiment that I hope everybody feels most good about the fact that we ourselves are very much in the experiment, I realize, when we talk about the podcast and talk about our personal lives and go in front of people and you know, we take a lot of risks here. And yes, you guys are test subjects for the Bad Christian Podcast, but I hope you understand that we're in the Petri dish with you. But it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a blast. And there, there has been a lot of you that have joined recently. And that, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a bittersweet thing. It's sweet because there's so many and it's bitter because we're behind on shipping stuff. And that's because we've got like a husband and wife duo shipping shit out of their garage and it is hard work especially with the Emory album that just came out like what what how does that look like i mean that is in your household toby that's in your garage you are running bad christian emory and everything else we do from your freaking garage it is uh, exhausting for me and even more for my wife because she kind of does it all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she does every possible thing. So it's thing. exhausting for you well, to watch her do it. it. Yeah, it's just, to it's see a, her exhausted. Well, it's really, really cool taxing. because we've, we've, we've known about this for a long time. So big issue was uh, vinyl. Every vinyl company seems to be backed up and you don't get – I mean, and so we're, we're still waiting on some vinyl to come in and records, you know, it just goes so slow. 
And then obviously with just the two of us, even though we've gotten a little bit of help, like my mom came into town and helped a little bit. Jess has a, a coworker that came and helped a little bit. Uh, we're going to make some mistakes and, you know, it's just, it's mainly the, you know, it's a mom and pop shop. So, uh, people have been pretty kind and we're, we're really pretty far along. Like we've gotten most of it done and hopefully within the next week we should have everything totally shipped, but it's just, it's sometimes it's just seems crazy when you see like a, a thousand records and a thousand CDs and all this stuff. And you're trying to get other stuff going too. And you got a family and you got, you know, we went on tour. When when our album came out, we were on tour and Jess was left here by herself. You know, I was thinking, you yeah. know, so it, it it has been overwhelming, but pretty fun. Like I, the funnest part about it for me is, I, my whole job is mostly creative. Like come up with this idea, Toby. Write this song, Toby. Do this, you know, create something, Toby. With this, I'm literally put the record or CD with the T-shirt in the thing, close it, stick the sticker, you know, and I'm just mm-hmm. like watching football doing it, and it's just it's almost mindless, and I love it. Yeah, like I did, I love that part of it. Like it's just like I don't have to think. It's just this, 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 and this. Now, with that being said, we like I said, we probably are making a few mistakes, so we'll try and, and uh, <laughs> stay on top of everything. But it is kind of nice just having a job where you just don't have to like create anything. Sometimes I, I don't think I realize sometimes how exhausting that is. I, I love creating songs and and whatever art or ideas or whatever we're doing, but. I think sometimes I don't realize, man, that does wear you out. It it takes a lot out of you to always be on the hook for creating yeah. something new into the world, and then well, knowing I, people I would, are going to shit on it. <laughs> I would even love a science segment on this at some point. I mean, if you think about it, you can do that sort of shipping work, like you said, in front of the TV, which is proof that you're not using as much as your brain because you cannot write a song and watch a Green Bay Packer That's game. True. And so right. when you are creating stuff, you're using more energy from your brain, which mm-hmm. seems like would make you more tired. Yeah. Isn't that right, Matt? Are you proud of me for that, that little? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get into it right now, but I, that is true. Uh, it, it really, I think it has to do with total attention being the resource more than time, basically, is where you're headed with that. But I think Tim Ferriss and some other people talk about that and, pretty well. And, and, and this is going to be hard for me to say this in like two sentences, but I will. Okay. I am so freaking proud of you guys. Um, <laughs> you know, for, why do you do this? The Emory album is just unreal. Like when I listen to Emory albums, and I think, man, these are my friends. Y'all wrote this stuff. I just and and it. You guys were right. This is rivaling the question for me for sure. Good, Good. God, I mean, okay. It, it is just and it well, is. I appreciate so unique. the thoughts there and, and everything. We'll button all this up and move on to some more classic yeah. bad Christian talk about church here. But I will say thank you to everybody for supporting <laughs> Eve. The the album it's great. Yes. We got the and first naked girl your merch. In the front, Don't though. worry, Come on. it was great. The merch is on the way. It was a, it's on the Billboard Top 200. It was yeah. number 24 uh, albums sales last week. It was the number twenty four album say it's not that's not number twenty four on the charts. It is on the album sales chart. So out of people buying albums last week, we were the twenty fourth top album. I love how everybody hearing that is thinking, "Oh man, Toby's going to be able to buy a mansion now." Like they, they, I mean, this is it, unbelievable. It literally it translates exactly to no You'd be money. Surprised how easy it is to crack the top twenty four <laughs> top albums, you know? But yeah. Nonetheless, speaking of albums, though, guys, I know not only just the Emory album, but uh, our old buddies our good friends may i can't believe they are back on tooth and nail and putting out of course amazing music again so uh let's listen to one of their songs uh simple words
That was Simple Words, the newest single from May. We love these guys. We've known them for a long time. Uh, this is the is the first and only place where Simple Words has been heard. You haven't heard it anywhere else. It's one of the tracks from May's upcoming new album, Multisensory Aesthetic Experience, which is, what's that called when the first letter spells out something? It spells acronym. May. Mul- an acronym? Is that an acronym? Yeah. May. Multisensory Aesthetic Experience. Uh, which comes out November 30th, this Friday. May is an all-time legendary band, obviously. And if you've ever loved their work, the new album is going to blow you away. And I'm, I, you know this. This is all, I don't even have to say how good May is. This is their first record in years, and it does not disappoint. So here's what you do. Head over to Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you stream music and buy music and listen to the singles that have been released so far. Also on Spotify and Apple Music, make sure to follow May's profile so you don't miss any new music that's on its way. And you can also pre-order the record now on iTunes or head to the band's website, whatismay.com, and check out all the various pre-order bundles they have. Multisensory Aesthetic comes out November 30th, again, this Friday, and you will absolutely love it. Now, get that record, too. You're gonna, you actually will love it. Okay. So Jess and I skipped church this week, and uh, I wanted to talk to y'all. I had this idea. I was like, it was really funny. We just, I was like, I just don't really want to go. <laughs> I thought that was more surprise, common. Surprise, surprise, right? Surprise, I was surprise. I, what? I thought that was common these days. Yes, it is. It is very okay. common. But I was just like, well, we'd been on tour and stuff. I thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll take the family, and it's, uh, you know, the Sunday after Thanksgiving is when it was and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, but... um. We didn't go. And I started having this idea. I was like, you know what? If I don't, you know, I always say stuff like people don't really care. There's, uh, you know, homeless dying children in some country and you don't give a shit. I don't, I've been thinking this for now lately after the Sunday, I, was, I don't think churches really care. And here's how they don't care about sharing the gospel. Apparently to Christians, uh, which I am one, uh, the sharing the gospel is the most important thing, right? The great commission. That, that's that's what I was told my whole life. That the most important thing is making sure people know about Jesus and what he can do in your After life. After not yeah. having sex before marriage. Yeah, yes. that one too. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, you know what would be crazy? Why in the world wouldn't church, if they really do care about sharing the gospel, why wouldn't they start early? Why not just say, hey, listen, you're an adult. Toby, don't worry about it. You know, you're an adult. You can make your own decisions, whatever. But how about this? Just drop your kid off two hours of childcare. We'll feed them. We'll treat them right. You you just go have a, a nice 
brunch with your wife or whatever. Y'all don't. We don't even need you to come in. We don't. We're not trying to pressure you. Just bring your kid because then they could indoctrinate your kid, mm-hmm. right? Then they could trick your kid. Trick your kid. Notice yeah, what trick, I used right. there. That was, a, that was a Freudian slip there, boy. Woo! Uh, they could convince your kid all about Jesus, and, and the parents go, "Well, I trade the Jesus stuff for two free hours of a safe spot with you know it's the locked doors. I mean, it, it, all that, and, and it started making me think." Churches probably don't really care about uh, sharing the gospel. They do care about the building and the money, and get. They want the parents there, so the parents. They want you. You're the saying they want to be a successful church. Yes, is what they they, they, they care. They, they care do about. care about you being there, not for the gospel, but for your wallet. Like if your butt is in the seat, well, that means but it's not just money. It's like you're still measuring something there. Like just overall, that church itself. Its own name and thing being successful, maybe is the broadest. Yes, way you but I think that it. mostly is money, yeah. in my opinion. But then I started thinking about it too, and I was like, oh, why would if 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 the gospel, sharing the gospel, and the love of Jesus was the most important thing? There's all kinds of things you could do. For example, why wouldn't the church uh, really convince people to be Uber drivers? Hey, just in your spare time, go out there. Don't even come to church on Sunday morning. Just go out and you can talk about Jesus, yeah, right. you know, to your Uber driver person. Uh, what was the other ones? I, the, the, obviously, the child care. I was like, what if all the churches went in together and bought uh, the, you know, an NFL team, bought the Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> and said, hey, you can come to the game for you know as cheap as possible, the ten dollar ticket or whatever. But just the halftime show is always going to be about Jesus Christ, and there'll be a sermon. You know, you could do all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff if you really did care about sharing the gospel. There's a million ideas you could do. Why, why wouldn't the church start its own Starbucks and give you thirty cent coffee? This rivals every. Come up, spend the time in the studies or whatever. Figure out the best coffee. You get to go to this one. You know, I mean, it. but it always has some something about God. Or there's a, you know you could really if if sharing the gospel was like that, you could really do that. I, it leads me to believe that it all those ideas. Oh yeah, but we you know we got to do this in house. You got to be in this well, building to know about yeah. the love of Jesus and all. That. I mean, it, it's it, about I don't control, think they really care. You know, it's about control yes. and credit for the things that you do, which is what I'm trying to always say. Is like I feel like the gospel being lived out would be an unnoticed thing, not the most, you know, noticed, branded, heralded, right. shared, exemplified. That's so exactly. That, that, that one of those uh, questions that they like to ask, especially to pastors, and I and I used to be like, man, that's such a good question. Now I'm like, that's the dumbest question in the world is when people ask, if your church were to disappear right now, would anybody notice? Would anybody miss you? And I'm like, that is the worst question to assess whether or yeah. not. I mean, so basically, what you're want, what you're saying is not only should we be serving the community, but we should be making sure that people know and see right. that we're serving the community. Right. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't find it to be a problem at all. Like, for ex- n- never mind. Don't get me started. Well, I, you um, know, I think that's right, though. What you're saying, I mean, because it, I, I do feel that the gospel, most ex- well, good executions of what the gospel message is, would be unnoticeable but but we we other we, people we do not involve yes we do get into trouble with these discussions because i i definitely don't agree with how toby worded it uh so i don't i, well, he I, probably I, doesn't I agree with that either so let, I, forgive I'm, him on his wording right, right, right. i i you don't know you, how to engage in these conversations this is so you're saying for, you don't agree with my wording that the church doesn't really give a shit about spreading the gospel <laughs> <laughs> right my so wording you, of that hey, for you listener's sake, I promise you, I don't know what to do in these situations. This is like practice, and I'm going to get better. But no, I, I think that a lot of churches are 
uh, are deceived into thinking that it is all about the gospel, but I do think most churches, it does have to do with the gospel. They think that is the most important thing that you can be doing. And sure, I love, I mean, I-, I love your point as far as, okay, well then if you really care about the gospel message, be creative and do it different ways. I would assume probably there are, there is some of that going on. Um, but yeah, I think it's, so why don't we just, why don't we just camp out on what you just said and leave all the other fluff behind? It, yeah, I guess well, don't what we should do. don't pinpoint somebody like Toby saying something relatively obnoxious to try to get into a point to illustrate it so that people understand where he's coming from. Do well, it's not, a little hard. I'm a do pastor. Do not of pin a him down on saying no churches care about the gospel whatsoever. That's not what he means. So don't get right. hung up on that. I, I do mean no churches really do care about real, authentic, give your life away. Uh, you become less, he becomes more. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. Joey needs a paycheck. The, all the pastors need a paycheck. They need a building. They need seats. They need butts in those seats. They need communion uh, juice. They need crackers. They need the lights. They need that. That is what they care about. That is the number one thing. When you take those things away, what happens then? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, uh, the the what they've traded is. The system and the building and the stuff there, and I mean, it, it, and I understand it. Joey Svensson is a pastor, and he needs to make a living. And the, and he, I do think he's a pastor. He's the only person I said that ever maybe is a pastor that I know. But I'm just saying, uh, overall, I don't think people really care because what well, you're comfortable in your system. Yeah, well, we can get them here. Mm-hmm. That's what you care about. You know, I don't know if you really care about going into the world and letting people know about the Christ, unless these stipulations. Yes, they do care about it as long as it, these stipulations and these rules. Yes, as long they, as we can control it, as long as we right. get credit for it, as long as it's under our banner. Basically. Without freedom, right. no, they're in freedom. They have to be but, these but stipulations, he, but, these rules, and that's what it is. But here, I mean, and and I, I don't know, Matt, is this exactly what you don't want me to do? But a glaring example to the contrary, it, you just said unless we're in control, unless it goes through us, my church lets me do this. So, I mean, in bad Christian is... Okay, Joey, is actually, Joey, Joey, let's right. just stop right there. One church in all of the right. world. That's why... <laughs> why do you think... See, just, just go and, with 80-20 rule. Just it's 80... <laughs> anytime he says they are this way, just say 80% in your head. And then if it's, but, uh, if it's more than that, then okay, push back. I just... I, I really do think it's it's irresponsible to say, like, all these churches, because you're, you're insinuating that most of them, you don't know most of the churches. You don't know most of them. I mean, so how how would you even know that? It just seems I, I just I don't get it. I think it would be a point Wait, better you, taken. Hold on a second. It, you don't get hold his on. Point, it, hold on, hold on. It's it's just like a political debate. Uh, okay, like, we're not, let's like don't we talk assess- about the churches I don't know. Let's talk about the churches well, uh, I do know. The yeah, churches me, that I've worked at. Let me just your make, church, Mars let me, Hill. Let me just the churches a, I've been to. The churches I've been to here in Nashville. Let's just talk about those. That's what I'm saying. All right, like, why don't you let, talk then? Let's only no, but you're you're making some bold statement of you can't talk about things you don't know about. You're right, totally. Let's talk about the churches that we do know. I, I I can fully talk about the churches that I've worked at. Probably not going to do that because I would say some good and some bad, and I wouldn't want to put you in a bad position. But I, that's why I'm not going to say some of those things. But my, my point would be it is very clear that there has to be – let me clarify. There has to be rules and stipulations in order to share the gospel of Jesus within church context, within pastoral, clergy uh, staff 
there has to be certain things. Now, there has to be rules with every business or whatever, but it's a business. It's yeah. a business. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, honestly, I, I would say that is, you know, especially when I am, when I have all these spiritual questions and I have so many things I'm irritated about the church. I mean, sometimes that gives me my sanity is, you know what? I have a really good job running an organization. I'm really good at, um, you know, building community, hanging out with people, following up on people, asking, you know, counseling people and all that stuff. And that is my job. And there's an organization that puts a huge priority on the stuff that they're paying me to do. Mm -hmm. Why why wouldn't I just be happy with that? You know? So yeah, I, I totally, I, when churches try to say, Oh, you know, ministry, we're not about business. uh, I, I just, I, I, I I can't go with you, and I don't even understand how you can justify that, especially when you have to run it like a business. So it's just I, I think these conversations are tricky because I I think I agree more than anything, uh, but I just I just get a little squirmy. You're just squirmy well, about absolute stuff. So no, Toby shouldn't say all churches, but let's just say somewhere between fifty and eighty percent. Anytime you're arguing with somebody, and between sixty and eighty percent you agree. You don't right, have to point that's out the hang the up, exceptions. You just that's you don't the have to nitpick yes. there. That's all. If like that's mostly, the hang up, if, if my ap, if if my absolutism, if that's the hang up, let's just do ten percent of churches. Yeah, that's sure. horrific. And, and and I will say this, Toby, because of what you are saying is, I believe, very important. I personally think it's a little more strategic not to be as crazy because more people are going to be like, "Huh, that's really interesting." But when you said what you said. It's the same thing as some ultra conservative person saying some outlandish comment and every single person that leans towards mm-hmm. liberal, they're like, that dude is just crazy. I'm not even going to listen to that. Whereas if they were to have reeled it in a little bit and said it a little bit more right. in a moderate way, you'd have more people mm-hmm. being like, huh. That's a good point. And I agree with you there, Joey, but I would suggest to you to not take the opposite counterpoint but sure. simply try to get him to rephrase, to clarify. It's hard. His, but yeah, but I'm asking you when you disagree with him or, or, or have that nervousness that he said something overly obnoxious, see if you can get him to temper his usage of the terms all. You can. Not take that's, the opposite position to try to fight back to the don't. That's what, I guess that's, that's what, what I, I felt like I was yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that yeah. went that went reasonably good. I, I, of course, I think Toby's language is extreme there, too. But I right. like to take yeah, his point and it's just, just, it's just uh, not. assume that he's always, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like in marriage, you can't, you're not supposed to say you always this or I never do that. That's, that's not a good way to, it's not the best way to communicate, but you understand yeah. what they feel when they say that. So do the yeah. math on your end is, is what I ask people to do. I mean, Priscilla was talking about this yesterday and how does it, is it effective to talk in a sermon about lost people when what you are calling lost people are are present. Like, in, in other words, you're talking about lost people, and you're thinking that your church has a lot of lost people there, which I know is is easy to disagree with. And I, I don't. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's but, not true. The, no, I, no, I agree. No lost people. I, I there. agree. I agree. But the person talking, they think those people mm-hmm. are there. So why in the world would they just talk flippantly about lost people? When they think because those they people are actually, they do know that there are none they of them there. They know they're not there. <laughs> they know that they're not there. They know who it's they just are talking a club to. That, that only wants to talk to each other. They That's don't right. care about they reaching the world. That's my to. point. They're talking to other people who are about to open their wallets to reach these lost. There are no lost here. We know that, and they know that, and their goal-seeking behavior 
demonstrates to you their goals. That's what Toby's saying. That's what we do when we talk about artificial intelligence and other stuff like that. We don't define goal as what is it that you think, say that you want. No, goal-seeking behavior implies a goal. And so you can tell what people's mission is. It's project a good image. Uh, okay, let, let me clarify this way. Out of how many churches, Joey, do you think I've been to in my life? Like attended at least decently regularly, like more than once, like at least 10 to 20 times. How many churches? Oh, just, more, just, like 10 to 20 times? I guess I would say 10. I probably would round that up to about 30 probably. Really? Right. Let, let's meet 10, in the middle. Okay. We'll say 15 or 20. All right? all right. So 15 or 20 churches out of 100% of those, uh, out of that whole percentage, I'm saying a whole percentage of those, why do you think that I have such a negative taste of churches, uh, and and also you're not thinking my papa was a pastor, and I went to about 15 churches when I was a kid for different years. But anyway, um, why do you think I I am a Christian? I do believe people can benefit from hearing about Jesus. I do think Jesus is the way, the right thing. Why would I? I I'm on the team. Be so adverse to going. What is it about this whole thing that may I, I have as much experience? I have a ton of experience with churches, working at them, attending them. What could it be that? And, I, and I'm telling you, I believe that sharing the gospel in a real, authentic way is very valuable. I do believe that. So, what is it? What what is happening there? And and what it is? It's not authentic. It's not real. I don't think what they say the Bible. Uh, is as important as what their personal mission is, is to get butts in the seat, get people out there to come into this building, pay your tithes. We get a, a juice up, happy, uh, rah-rah story, whatever it is, or not even rah-rah, just talking, whatever, whatever church, mainline, evangelical, whatever it is. And it really bothers me that I can't, like, for example, I don't want to take my kids to church. I don't want them teaching shitty theology to my kids that Jesus is always there and your life will be better with Jesus and that's what's important and that's what matters and if you do this I don't want my kids learning that way I, I, I am really at a point in my life where I'm scared to take my kids to church because I think they're going to be indoctrinated with bullshit mm. because it ain't the gospel it's a personal I- idea that they have now that this is what Americanized church is and it does look the same yeah. it does look the same maybe your music's a little different maybe your preacher doesn't uh preach as loud as others or maybe they're sought or whatever it is but i mean it's pretty much the same mm-hmm. thing and that is frustrating to me well Toby, it, you you run the risk there of, of acting like it's a certain type of theology or prosperity or self-help and then of course everybody out there is here but my church isn't that way so anyway of course matter. They and say now that. they can discount what you're saying so of course i would still ask you to temper it. but I'll that's go, a, that's oh, my you're exactly right that's what joey did but right. my church it's just, that way they don't do, have to yeah, listen to you anymore because oh well he hadn't been to a good church yet okay right. so i don't have no, to that's, worry about that's that's you know. not my position, though. Like, I don't want to listen to Toby. I obviously am very engaged in these sorts of conversations. No, but you're looking out for those people. I mean, you play a role here, which is not you. You always say this. I mostly agree with you, but you, then you go out of your way to make a bridge to the people who you know I mean, what they're he, thinking, which I appreciate. I mean, he, that's that's yeah, worth he, doing. Here's here's what's interesting to me is I I have the same. <sighs> fear or anxiety when it comes to what my kids are learning. And I think Pete Enns brings up a really good point, which it seems like he learned from Richard Rohr, because he calls Richard Rohr his mentor, and I've read that Rohr says this, that there is, it is okay for kids to pick up 
a structured theology early on because then you don't know what to push against. You don't know what to really sink into. I mean, even like, for example, uh, Adam and Eve, um, that story, did it really happen? Oh, well, that's not an important question. Is it true? Yes, that's the most important question. And yes, it is true. But did it really happen? No, that doesn't matter. So it's like you can teach that story to your kid and not say, hey, this was an actual event, but say, but here's what's true. Here's what we can uh, learn from it. And so I'm taking the approach of basically telling my kids, look, I want to have an ongoing conversation with you about all of the thoughts in your head, including what you're picking up from church. And I have told them I am pastor of this church and I could, mm-hmm. I'd bet you money that I don't agree with everything that you're learning in those classrooms. So let's keep talking. Um, Imagine and, doing that at school. You don't agree right? with everything that's being taught at school, but you're going to let them teach wrong math yeah. or wrong science or wrong job. You wouldn't do that. Yeah, let, but math and philosophy and religion is is different. I mean, I, I, let, let me give me a crack that, at here and see if I can Man, sort. that gets really weary or really crazy because I think we believe Jesus is true and the gospel is true and all the stuff we need to learn about is true. And you're saying, well, just because it's philosophy, we can, we have some leeway. I don't know if that's, math I don't think is, that's math, true. Why, why do you think math and religion and philosophy, that just doesn't make sense. I'm saying the bigger picture there is any other time your kids were being taught something wrong or the wrong way, you would really be upset about it. Right. If your tax dollars and your money was going to that, but with church, we give it a pass because, uh, you know. They're doing the best they're they doing can. The best At least they can. it's good. Let, let me give a, a crack at this from a different angle and tell me if you don't think this is peak deconstructionism. <laughs> I'll just do it. Um, yeah, okay. I am a Christian. So just hear those words and believe them before I go any further. Can you? Okay. Okay, and yeah. by Christian, I mean the gospel is, if I had to say there's one message, one thing that's most important, it would be that and doing that. I wouldn't even necessarily say sharing. What the gospel is. Doing the gospel. That's yeah, I like that. the thing that no. matters, I guess, most to me. And that, you know what I mean? Like, that's what right. I do think that. Accepting people, loving them, helping them, whatever, even to, even. Even with eternity in mind, I'm that all that, uh, all that. Okay. With that being said, if you believe me, many people on many internet forums do not believe me when I say that I'm a Christian and believe that. Right. Okay. I'm asking yeah. you to believe me. Now, next thing I'm going to tell you is I officially do not want my kids in any church no matter what. That is my position. <laughs> I didn't take them last week. I ain't taking them. I don't want them to go there. Now that's probably peak deconstructionism. I imagine. I know it sounds yeah. absurd. Is that? I don't think it sounds absurd. It do, at does all? it not? I mean, to me, it's just logical. And when I think about taking them, I go, "Ooh, I can't do that to them." Now I'll tell you why. My strongest principle as a parent, and I believe everybody should share this. I think you're crazy if you don't. Your children's future mental health is priority number one. Period. To me. My kids' future mental health is the most guiding thing in all the decisions that I make. I want them to be, and then physical, yeah. I suppose, goes along with that. But I put mental health on par with physical safety, basically. And I think their mental life is so important that I can't bear the thought of sending them, like Toby says, anywhere where there's authority, authority telling them stuff that they don't fucking know what they're talking about. 
period. And it drives me crazy about school to the degree that yeah. that's true. It drives me crazy about church into the, who are they going to get taught by and what are they going to get taught and what message I've heard Georgia come home with some weird ass shit from being at church. And I don't yeah. like it. I don't want that to happen. I don't want them to be, and it is indoctrination. And I don't mean that term like super heavy handed, but it, that is the actual point of Sunday school is to indoctrinate. That is the right term for it. That's what it is. I don't want that. I don't want them to have to unlearn a bunch of shit later. I don't want that to happen. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying to my kid about God. I don't know. And I sure as hell don't think the Sunday school teacher knows what she's talking about. She might, but it, it, that's just too fraught to put a yeah. fragile child in that environment with somebody telling them something of ultimate importance that I don't even know if I agree with. And I sure as hell don't think that person even knows. And they're probably being overconfident and they're exuding authority. And they're, what message does that send a kid? And that's not the one I want my kid to get. I don't want my kid to be under authority at all when, when it's not necessary. Like, I'm not totally anti-authority, but not, it's nothing good about it other than it's a necessary evil to me. And so, so I don't you, want any of that you, stuff. If you remove the, author, uh, the authoritative piece, d- does it change a little bit? Because it seems crazy that you're saying, I'm not going to expose my kids to certain things. I, I they can be exposed to kids. anything. I'm happy well, for them to be exposed to anything. Well, what... Well, I'm I'm just saying I expose my kids to 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 content in movies that mm-hmm. a lot of people probably disagree with. Me too. Just like I expose them to certain things that I don't I mean it as far as I I'm concerned as long as there's an ongoing conversation and a close relationship between me and my kids mm-hmm. I I just I don't I think they're picking up a lot of, of good stuff. I mean, the biggest thing my kids are learning I, well, from I church don't know right what, now is community. That's fine. I, I mean, that's that's. I, I'm that's not, the, I don't not expose them to things, but what I'm saying is, my kids get brutal honesty and reality. They don't get somebody pretending to know stuff. No, you will stop doing that to my kid. That is the way I feel about that. My kids will hear me say what I think I know, what I don't know. Or what anybody else thinks they know about any subject in the world, including God, fine. If they ask me what happens when you die, I'll tell them I don't know right now. That's what yeah. we're going to do. And whatever that is, at least it's true. That's what we're going to do. I don't want somebody pretending to know as an adult that they don't know and they learn to listen to that person because they're that per. I'm not doing that. I want the least of that possible. We need s- cops. You got to have teachers. You got to have some stuff. But we want the minimum of that, the way where I come from, in my mind. I want the minimum of that. Stuff that we can explore on our own, we want that more. The, the, the problem with American Christianity, I'll leave it there, maybe it's the whole world, is exactly what Matt's saying. It can't be wrong. It doesn't it even know what it's it talking about. It, it, can't, it can't not know, and it can't be wrong or doubtful. You can't do that. And so as this solid system of this is the way we, we go to worship our God, it, it, I mean, it seems... As the older I get, and the thing that bothers me the most is everybody kind of knows this. It's not like I, I, maybe I'm saying it in an obnoxious way. Maybe I'm saying it in a bullish, mean, over the top way. But why in the hell is it just this one little dumbass podcast, like the only people talking about stuff like this? Like all the churches in just uh, the three states we live in aren't really wrestling with, maybe we're fucking up people. Maybe right. we've done the wrong thing. Like, I mean, it the church that we went to in Seattle imploded and hurt more people that you can imagine. And 
it's not there anymore, and we can't even like, what are we doing? Like, it, it either it is real and true, and we need to figure out some stuff and know what we know and know what we don't know, or or what are we doing? And why am I? Why don't I want to expose our kids to that when literally my daughter asks really thoughtful questions, and the answer she gets sometimes from the church is like mm-hmm. the most goofball. Well, you know, God's going to be there. It'll for be you. moralizing and it's just, too. It'll always have a moralizing tone to it. Well, we're going to be good people because you know we. You can tell these uh, this adult this authority thing. You can feel it and you know it. I re- I really think people know it when and it's not bad. I'm not saying people are trying to do a bad thing. They're not. It's just the nature of things. You're like well. You know, it comes out of fear. Like, I better tell this kid a positive message about something and act like I know because that'll be good for them. And I want them to be a good person. So whatever has to come out of my mouth next will. But that might not be true. And you don't know what you're talking about. And you're going to tell, I mean, I don't, I'm just not signing up for that. I don't want my kids around it. And the thing that bothers me is I do want help learning about God with, for my kids. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the only voice about God to my children. I'm, I'm not going to be. I'm going to figure something out. But I, I, I do love the uh, gathering. I do love that music is being played. I do love hearing about the Bible and and being educated. I love all those. We've said this a million times, but the problem is it is so set in a system that doesn't really care about, and here I go again, I don't think it cares about the growth of the person sitting there. They want you to stay in elementary school and, and have a few little questions, and that's about it. That they can answer easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all they nothing... can handle, and it's not their fault. Like, you, right. if you give me a bunch of kids, I'll give them safe, generalized. I mean, I'll ha- what choice would I have? You know what I mean? Right. That's the setup. I agree. It's not anybody's. I'm not mad at anybody or certain, and it's definitely not a certain theology or a certain doctrine. Well, my church, we do a really cool. No, save it. These are just emergent problems of this type of system. It's not anybody's yes. fault. I'm not. And, mad and the last at thing I'll say too is like that's what I'm saying. Like Joey, you get uh, uh, uncomfortable when I make a bold statement like that. I did. I am in no way saying that people are bad, but I'd way rather be honest and go. Toby Morrell doesn't give a shit about the kids in another country that he doesn't know, and Toby Morrell doesn't really care about this, this, and that. I, I can be honest with it. What I'm saying is, I don't. I think the church is very happy to do what it does and not step out, not really go out and be a disciple and give everything away and be it, let life be dangerous and not safe and all, it, it's it's just too hard. And I, I'm saying I'm that way too, but there has to be some kind of change, mm-hmm. or else you're going to see more people not bring their kids. It's how many gotta be more people way. do you think? I mean, how many more people are like me and Matt right now? It's and we're saying we're Christians. I want it. I've never I heard anybody it. say and something that, as obnoxious as I'm saying right now, but I wholeheartedly believe it. I felt that way when I was eight. I assumed I was wrong. I've assumed my whole life that I'm a bad slacker, idiot, lazy, bad person that doesn't like stuff, and I'm so depressed to think I have wasted the time in between when I was eight and today not listening to myself. I was fucking right about the calculators and everything. It drives me crazy. Like, you can feel that when you're eight. Like, wait a second. I guess I don't know. I guess I'm bad. And you start to internalize that the more you're around it. And that's not healthy for your mental health. It's just, and there's no way around it. And so you want to minimize that thing. And people treat church as this place like, well, I don't know how to help my kids. I better just drop them off at this good place so they can do the. That's the the wrong shortcut. That's the wrong shortcut there. You know that's the shortcut to you not having to wrestle with it, you not having to tell the truth, you not having to figure out what the gospel and Christianity means with you and your kid. That's That's a substitution, and it comes at a cost. And there's a bunch of stuff they're going to have to unlearn. I mean, unless they're just getting it right. But we've seen that be wrong over and over and over and over again. They're wrong. 
We just don't know about what yet. Think all the things that your family doing everything for you could when you were little, Joey. They were doing everything they could for you so that you turned out good. And they did a ton of harm. And not just you, and I'm not using you as an example, of, even because of mental health, but you have to unlearn all that stuff. So I'm not putting them in it. That's not that crazy. It's purely logical to me. And it would be against my convictions to take my kids to church is the way I feel today. That sounds ridiculous. Sorry. And it's pretty outnumbered. Like I'm one <laughs> dumbass idiot talking shit about the church, and that's the I'm the dangerous one. Yeah. You know how I many more people have probably taken their uh, faith seriously, yes or no, really wrestled with their faith because of this fucking podcast than I than I ever have stepping into a church. I mean, just because that that sounds so obnoxious and harsh, but it's true. You're just told what to believe, not asked, not challenged, not pushed. It's just something simple. Yeah, I believe this. It's not even told. It's suggested with a tone of responsibility and authority that you shouldn't really question, maybe a little. Like, that is what kills me. I mean, can't we have doubt? Isn't doubt, like, one of the most beautiful things that lets you, like, actually figure some shit out? This feels too... Everybody has the answers, and then you don't have any. How do you have so many answers and none? Mm-hmm. How do you say God will deliver and God will do this for you? He sure hadn't uh, stopped the depression in my friend Joey. God will, will heal. Well, he let this person die. God, God will uh, be there for you to my kids. And if all you got to do is read the Bible and pray and, you know, your life will be better. No, it's not better. In fact, sometimes it's really fucking shitty and I don't have an answer for you. I mean, and that's he, real. And then, then, then I can start to go, okay, well, who's this God then? I can't get to God because it's all this fucking bullshit my whole life <laughs> that I'm having to pull out and out now. The first part of my life was all about hell and how terrible I was. The next part goes the opposite way, and God's good, and we're going to be, and, and it's all goofball. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Let's just, you got some smart fucking people that are way smarter than me, way obviously more eloquent and well-spoken than I am. And nobody's doing anything, and I and that's what I'm saying. At least I can talk shit about them. That's about all I got. I'm not stopping the system, and everybody is stuck up so many people's assholes. They don't even know how to get out of it. But it's just ridiculous that this is what we got. God is real, and this is what how the only thing we got. Well, you can do this little thing, and then now come on, it can be it can be better because the people are good enough to do it. But it's just it's just ridiculous. Like when I hear the just cliche music, it makes me fucking sick to my stomach these days. Like I, I, I literally, I, I'm, I'm I'm sounding really <laughs> over the top. I just I just can't believe we would diminish God and make God so small that we are God. We're, we're telling people what God is because we're God, and it's just it's just a joke. And and it's bothersome to me because I want it to be more real. Yeah. I want to be challenged. I want to wake up on Sunday morning and go, man, we got to get there because you know it. We are gathering as God's people together. And I know people feel that way. And I I'm, know that I'm loud and obnoxious and crude right now. And I, if you're getting what you need, okay. But it feels not authentic to me. And I know there's other people like that. And I just, I just why can't it be? Why, I mean, can't we do a little bit more? Can't we, like, have some real conversation? Can't you come to church and Nobody w- but learn no, about God? No, you can't. Because you don't go to church and you go to Sunday school, and then the kid says, uh, you know. That's true. You're is this, right. Heaven is this. Or I, and then and the Sunday school teacher look at him and go, I, I don't know. There may not be a heaven or hell. I'm not, I don't know. Right. What do you want me to say? I'm a, I'm a right. volunteer. <laughs> right. I hope to one day be a youth minister. I'm here with you today. <laughs> To answer all of your questions. I mean, what can you tell a kid? I understand. I mean, I don't want anybody else answering that question to my kid. I don't know how to answer it. What do they know? 
how to answer the question? Right. No, they don't know. You know, a, a few weeks, uh, it's been months ago now, I posted on Facebook uh, something mean about pastor salaries. And you know how many people told me, oh, man, we're uh, uh, fin- church finances, not even pastor salaries. I think it's church finances. I, I just posted something stupid because uh, I was being a dumbass about church finances. You know how many people wrote me? It's probably 15, 20 people. Oh, our church was different. Yep. Oh, yeah. We're right, completely right. open eyes. I wrote every single one of those people back and said, really? That's awesome. Please, can you send me your financials? I'd love to promote your church on our podcast. We have a big podcast. I'd love to promote it. Not a single one sent me a thing. Not a thing. Not a thing. When they, You know why? Because probably when they got there, the church goes, hey, we better not do that. So I was proven right. But I'm the big jerk. You mean that they don't, it's the same thing as the other thing you were saying, which is when, you know, they're talking about the loss, but there are no loss. So the the, the exactly. financial report is just to keep those people saying, see, it's not to be transparent, yeah. it's to, to quell the calls for transparency to the people. Exactly. There. It's not to and It's not transparent. Share. It's not right. real. You don't know where your money is going in your church. You don't know. They're not going to tell you. And it's just, that's just the way it is. <laughs> and, and then I talk shit about it, and I'm the bad guy. There, that's what I don't understand. Yeah. I'm the bad guy because I'm obviously saying something that is true. I, I said churches don't give their financials. Fifteen people said, yes, ours does, and then nothing? Silence? All right, Joey, can you do a some walking back for us and tempering for the everyman for a few minutes since Toby and oh, I were God, both holding up, up his, on this? Oh, no, God, Joey's holding up his resignation letter. to see, <laughs> Oh, shit. Walk, you walk I didn't want you to agree with me. And temper them for the rest of the crowd to let them off the hook that we're not that crazy or whatever it is, and then we'll move on to some I don't know. I don't know what to do, honestly. Because you agree with us 100%, or you th- you're actually farther more obnoxious than us. You just have to oh, hold no. your tongue right Joey, jo- We haven't gone far enough yeah, for right. Joey. <laughs> He has to hold his tongue because we just got him started, and if he opened his mouth, it would be unreal. He thinks we were too light, right? I just, I, light. I'm, I'm not with y'all with this, so I'll just be quiet. You, no, I'm asking you legitimately to not. I just, I don't, I just, do not. You can, like, you can walk temper some of it back. Like, not, I mean, I've got one thing from, to, or? I've got one thing to say, and that is, I do not mind being a podcast that has a huge critical voice against the church. But I do not want to be a podcast that's against the church, and that's what this feels like. And I know Ouch. y'all's hearts, and I, and I know that that's what not what what, you're what is the to thing do. against the church that we're saying other than the facts part about it? Like uh, I don't uh, want again, my... I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go in a debate back and forth. I'm just saying that's what this feels like. It just feels like anti-church, and you guys know damn well that there's a lot of good people yeah, that are in the mix yeah. of the. I, I know you agree, yeah. but all I'm t- all I'm saying is how you sound right now. It sounds very anti one big organization, and that's no better than oh, what I'm, Democrats I'm are with anti- Republicans or Republicans are with Democrats or what atheists are with Christians or vice versa. I just don't want to be a part of that. I don't. I want to be a part of being a very critical voice, but I don't want to take this big lump sum capital C church and say bullshit. What is capital C? I just don't C? want to. What does capital C mean? Uh, are you being no, ridiculous no, right now? No, no, I always now, get confused it, on that. Like, is it capital C? Just means everybody that's a, that considers themselves a Christian, They're right? Part but of you don't hear me. Do t- you hear C. me as against that? That's what it sounds like. No, that's what I that's the only you. That's fucking thing I care like. about. The little C that's church. I'm like. against it. Yes, that's fine. That's, that's what fine. I'm saying. Like I said, I I know I know y'all's hearts. I know where you guys are coming from, and I agree. Uh, with most of what wait, y'all but, say, wait, but, but how, this does but, not come across. Yeah, well, help well me, help all. me, help me come across the way that me and you agree about, which is why I hear you saying we both agree 
that the capital C church is extremely important. The body of believers, the expression of the gospel. That is what Matt cares about. That's how I yes, started saying and, this. And now, that exists in all of the lower C churches. The capital C church, they're disseminated amongst all these crappy, broken, uh, lowercase C churches yeah. that we're talking about right now. Right. I'm against which most gives of those. it value. Which but I'm against most of those churches. And I think you should stay talk- out of them and not go to them. That is my That's position. That's fine. That's fine. I just I I am not with you guys when it comes across like what, uh, well, stop saying you know about we're comes smarter across. than all of these people and they're they're bad and I just don't. Well, want help it, help me and you since we agree come across better is what I'm asking. We agree you. with a lot. We do not agree with how this is communicated. Okay, so help me communicate it, it better. It sounds like an us against them, and I want to say there are a lot of a, a lot of Christians that are part of these smaller churches that we're talking about. When I say small, I mean mega church. I mean congregations. Right. There are people that are just like us in that. Yes, and I don't want to. Uh, say that everything uh, like how you guys are talking it just sounds like it's all worthless it's all pointless and and i think there's a chance of that sure but i i don't want to have anything to do with that because i know within all of those congregations there are good things that are happening Mm -hmm. there are good people there's good community so i mean i i'll 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 even i'll even give you the fact that i would totally support a parent that says my kid is not going to sunday school i don't care what church it is they're not gonna I, i i totally get that and i totally agree now i personally think that that's a good starting point for conversation and i have told rosa I do not agree with that. Like Rosa remembers when I believed in hell for crying out loud. No, I know, but Joey, I'm, I I'm still so. hung up here on something technical, which is you're saying you don't like how we're coming across. Like we sound mean, but I'm not hearing where we disagree. Those weren't my words, Matt. That, I didn't say that. No, I'm saying yes. You said you don't I, I like the way it's coming across. And being, you said the I'm way we, to get the way we sound is that we're you're smart. You're minimizing and not. what I'm saying. I'm agreeing no, you, with you on hey, all your points. I'm trying to find the disagreement. It has nothing to do with mean. It has to do with the fact that I. I don't want an us against them vibe, and that's what this is. Those are our people. That's my people. Like everything you're talking about, my people are a part of. Y'all's people are a part of, and it just comes across as this cynicism that uh, that is healthy. Where did often. the cynicism come from? I mean, what do you mean? This is my version of caring about those people, though. You hear that, right? Well, it does not come. Ac- no. Okay, I'm not but that. we're back to coming across. I, I understand that. I might be saying it wrong. Those are my opinions, and they sound harsh. But I am going to. I mean, express I don't know them. how. I don't know how you guys expect me to respond to any of this, given that given that I'm a pastor of a church. Toby says. Oh yeah, you you know you're the you're the only person that I think is a pastor. Well, look, do you think, yeah, given y'all's philosophy, why in the world would y'all want me to stay put in my job for crying? All right, out well, loud? Stick, stick with well, me don't for a second. Let me answer here. that question. Stick, stick, please, just, <laughs> I don't think you want me to answer that one. No, but stick with me for a second here. I've never thought or said that about my kids not going to church until I don't know the last week or two, like. And I might change my mind tomorrow. I feel that way. I think it's crazy to me that I could think as a Christian that I don't want my kids in Sunday school. That baffles me. Those aren't the people I fucking hate and want to take down. That's, it's devastating to me internally that this is true. 
And I'm sad about it because I care about the church. I care about Jesus. I care about my kids' salvation. Oh, my gosh. These are my honest expressions. And you, I, I, I resent if you really can't hear me trying to express a very difficult, unpopular thing, honestly, and you want to say that if, if I'm coming across wrong, I'm asking you to help me because I think we agree, or you're trying to say that I'm trying to be us versus them, fuck them. And I, that, that bothers me to hear you say that, to, to, for you to not understand my position. But, but you're not listening to me because I keep telling you that I do understand your position. I'm telling you how this comes across. Right. So we're just saying, so okay. I'm asking you to help me have it come across better. What's a better way for me to communicate my honest feelings here? I mean, I, I already told you what I think, but I think maybe because there was some emotion behind it, you're just disregarding it or something. I'm, I'm telling you what I'm thinking. I'm not assuming that it's right. I know that I'm wrong very often, but I've already told you. I've already told you. That I'm coming across harsh. You're coming across as a we know what we're talking about, and we have my main you know, point is that I don't know the out, answers, and all and those do guys they. don't. No, they don't fucking know. That's the problem. I don't fucking know. It's not that I know. What I'm saying is I don't know. So these volunteers sure as hell don't know. That's the problem. Okay. It's a crisis right. for me. Well, well, if if you want to just stick with that and talk about that specifically, that's one thing. But you guys are talking in a way that just annihilates think, any good that that's how nope, it's coming nope, across. Nope, no, I don't agree. But I do okay. think you might want to watch out before you drop your kids off. Maybe you should not drop your kids there. I am warning sure. people to consider that that might be true. It might be a net negative for you to be affiliated with your church. It might be a net positive. There are many great people there. It's For some people, I'm sure it's the right thing. Uh, absolutely. Historically, I think it's been a very good force. I'm trying to look at it soberly and assess it logically now, and this is what it sounds like. And I, don't, I, can't, I can't accept being lumped into cynical person trying to take something down fuck them i can't i just can't that i can't let you right. say and, that's well, what well, i'm doing no as long as you know i don't think you guys are doing that i know you okay. two daggum well but we're coming across I'm just that saying way. i think it comes yeah. across that okay. way and uh, all right i'll give my two cents one joey is a pastor who works at a church a mega church and so this conversation puts joey in a lose-lose situation Agreed. I and i will say hold on let, just let, let me finish okay <laughs> Well, I I did just want to say something to you real quick, but you can go ahead and I'll say it afterwards. So you don't have much leeway here. And I don't think you can totally be free with your thoughts because you do have a job to do. You are under authority that you respect and love. You love your church. You like your church. I do believe you're a pastor. I do think you are trying to put your money where your mouth is by starting a house church, whatever. You, I don't know exactly what you call it, but basically that's what it is. You're, you're spending your own time developing community outside of the walls of the church. So I agree with all that stuff. I think you are trying to be authentic with your faith, even in the church system and outside, mm. both. Okay, so that I, I, I hear that. Now, what I am trying to say is I am on the team. Every those people, everybody listening to this are against me. You're saying it's, we're smarter, or we're it's us against them. It, it, of course it is. Ain't nobody listening to what I'm saying. I'm a big ass, dumbass idiot that talks shit about the church all the time. And all I keep saying is, why me? I don't. Of course it shouldn't be Toby. I'm too stupid. I don't know enough. I'm not theologically sound. I'm not the best person to be. Opposing the uh, uh, the opposition, 
But nobody else is. The smart people are in the system. The smart people aren't getting out of it. The smart people are paid and, and shutting up or wanting butts in the seats or whatever, their brand, whatever it is. And that's where it gets really frustrating to me because I am a Christian. So where do I go? I don't, I'm not, I, I can't fit in anywhere or something. And all I'm at, that's what I'm crying out. I don't, I want to be on the team. I want, I don't want to be the opposition. I want to learn about Jesus Christ. I don't want my kids learning stuff that I don't think's right. I don't want to sit through a sermon that I don't think is worth my time at all or anybody's time necessarily when we could be living the gospel instead of this thing that we're doing. So that's why it really gets frustrating to me because you're saying it's us against them and we're friends talking on the podcast. Of course, I'm, I'm going to be talking to you because we're having a conversation here. If I went to Greg Surratt, your head pastor, I wouldn't talk to him like this. And you know that I would, I, I'm talking to Joey and Matt. So that's what, of course, I'm loud and obnoxious because we're sitting in a room talking. That's what, that, well, that, that's what it is. We've, we've had this sort of situation before happen recently. And I think it, it bled into a club episode where we talked about it a little more in depth. And Toby, you said something off mic that I've always wanted to bring back up to you. Uh, was, I mean, it was a very kind, I thought, introspective thing that you said as far as you, you were like, man, when we, Oh, I, I remember exactly what you said. You you were lamenting, and I think you're a little drunk, but you were lamenting on the I bus. You're like, drunk. I should not have put you in that position. God, why did I do that? Like, I could have mm-hmm. figured something else out. I put you in a no-win situation. And and you went on this tirade, and one thing you said, and I don't uh, I don't believe, is you said, I probably believe more in uh, the church than you do. Like, I see the good. I know the good. And you went on this huge thing. I don't believe that. I really don't. I think you say stuff like that because it sounds good and it sounds persuasive and it makes you sound like, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm there with you. But I don't think you. I don't think that's true at all. You, I, I think uh, you got something really wrong, Joey. But of course, I sound like I'm with Toby and against you, and I'm against the church. I'm against fucking everything because I'm a genius. That must be how it comes across. So, okay, as a genius that knows everything, let me tell you how I. I'm hearing what you're saying there is you guys know I respect what y'all say. I know, Get out of I here. know, but it's, I would, I like your help in tempering it and communicating it more clearly though. I mean, that's what, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. But what I'm saying is of course, like it's so obvious that there's good things and that they're good people and that they're well-meaning and that they're my best friends on earth. And the most people I'm closest to and associate with are church folk. Of course that's true. Of course it's true. How could it not be true? And so you can't, and, and right there, even that you're discounting it. However, the negative side isn't talked about. It's always swept under the rug. It's always diminished because we have to come across good because we don't have a choice. And that doesn't hold water for me anymore. So I don't know what else to do but tell what I feel at the time. And of, that does not diminish Toby saying that the church is good, it helps people care, that he believes in it, that it, what it should be doing, that it matters. Those things are true. That They are true. They're desperately true. And But that doesn't mean that something that is great with well-intentioned people can't still cause either, choice A, great harm, or it doesn't mean that for all the good and for the lack of options that it's not possible that in certain closed systems, churches and institutions can become net negatives. It's possible for that to happen. And if you can't grapple with that, we're not on, what are we doing? If it can't be grappled with the potential for a church to do harm greatly, or even more harm than good, if that's off the table to discuss, we got real fucking problems. 
Well, I mean, you know, that's not me, or at least I. That's think but, you but know that's that. what you're just saying there. Like, to, to, no, you don't I, even I, believe only, that Toby means the good things that he means about the church when he says it. That's hard to hear. You, you said you said I don't believe that the church, or I believe more in the church than you. Yeah, I you guys want, twist my words. No, so that's what much, you said. Or, or Matt does. Matt that's what does. you just said. No, you no, did just I, say you said no. you said Toby. I don't believe you. You just say that to sound good. No, you Matt, said that you, you believe in the church even more than me. That's exactly what you said. No, that is Matt, what you said. No, Matt, you just said that I don't believe Toby when he says there's good things about the church. Yeah, that's what I, you, that's said. What you, you said. You uh, said no. I don't believe you. You just no. said that I just said that you to said sound you didn't good. Believe him when he said that. No, no. The what I was pointing out was when Toby says I believe in the church more than you do. I don't right? think that's true. It well, is I, true. It might be true. I, it is one hundred percent. I think true. it might be true because what what. I, of course, I want to gather. If you've noticed, if you go back and listen to this podcast, you know what I said? I want to go to church. I want to bring my kids to church. I want to be there. Matt's even saying something different than me. Matt's even probably less institutionalized than me. I do believe in the gathering. I do believe in singing songs about our Lord and our Savior. I do he- believe in hearing the preached word. I do believe in taking the sacraments. I do believe that we need to come together and have small groups, that we need to give, that we need to all of that stuff. I want to be there. But all my experience shows me it might not be worth it, and it might even be detrimental to. It's been detrimental to me. All my, I'm, I'm spending more time now pulling bullshit out than actually trying to figure out what I do, what's real. Like so, I'm just trying to pull out the bullshit, and I don't want my kids to do that. So, so I'll I'll, I'll wrap with this. So there, there's a guy that I, uh, uh, you got to actually wrap it. Seriously, no, I want to say this. I, I want to say this. As long as you wrap you can it. Rhyme. No, chill out for one second. You can chill wrap it on so you're not that good. And I'm here to say that you got to go to church in a major way. You teach the kids the plans. Y'all sound obnoxious and it don't. My church is different. And I do it for real. I don't believe Toby. And I'm a pastor. You say I'm a pastor, but I don't know if you mean it. But I think I Okay, your turn, Joey. Had to get that. All right, so... So there, there's a guy that I'm gonna be really poetic here. There's a guy probably. Nope. (laughs) There's a guy in my neighborhood, and he's really doing Jesus is good. And it's okay. So there's a guy that I probably on definitely on top of my list of people that I respect. Really like being around him. Super, super awesome. One of the Jack Hoys. Uh, so. So basically, um, years ago, uh, new people could show up to my church, and if they were lucky, they would look into a early morning Wednesday morning group, sit down, talk with this guy was leading, loved the guy, really did a good job talking, being real, having real conversations. They found this group through Seacoast, by the way. This same guy actually brought like a super authentic, uh, vibe to worship, didn't buy into the bullshit, did things how he thought was done, and it usually was right, and actually steered people's attention, I think, closer to God. All of this was was found right at Seacoast. The person I'm describing, obviously, is Toby. That's my point, is that you can't, you can't discount the system because there are people within the system that get it and are thinking the same things you are. And it's very disheartening for those people to, to hear this sort of vibe of destroying everything that like Toby, when you, when you were inside of Seacoast, what did you want? You wanted there to be change and you wanted there to be uh, certain things that, 
uh, were different because of how you and I are wired up and everything. You don't. You think you were the now that you left. You think you're the only. Nobody else at Seacoast feels that way anymore. Yeah, but maybe he'll help more people leave, and maybe they should. I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm so not what? upset with Toby for leaving. No, I'm I know, totally but so he wouldn't have liked. I mean, you're saying it's hard for them to hear the people in there fighting. Maybe they should leave. Maybe they can hear my words and go, yeah, maybe I should leave this. Maybe that'd be sure. a good thing. Maybe it wouldn't, but maybe can the you solution to all of possible? this. Yes, it's possible. Maybe the solution to all this is exactly what you said, is is me tempering the conversation and you guys being open to it. Because I'm just saying, I, am open I, to it. I, I don't think how uh, it came across originally was was uh, helpful. I know. came across. By itself. Well, it might be. That, because that's, sometimes that's, you got to hear something sure. unfiltered, though. No, I agree. Don't, I, mean, I agree. So sure. I'm also happy to walk it back in temper. And I mean that... Also, like I'm not, it wasn't some ratings grab of me being obnoxious on a rant. That's not what that is. That's me being, telling the truth, you know, and saying, sure. and I don't even really know. And I'm, oh, please walk me back off the damn cliff is what I'm at. I'm somebody, please, that's logical, that can see the care and make a good point and, and not just say, yeah, but you know, you got to do the best you can. Well, you got to take up for these people. Like, n- can somebody please talk to me? No, uh, no. Can somebody do something other than tell me, yeah, but that comes across wrong? Can somebody do something other than say, yeah, but, you know, there's this and you got to make sure that. Is that real or we can't? Re- I mean, th- that's where I'm at. And that must represent other people. And I think people got to hear that. Doesn't mean I'm right. That is so far off from. <sighs> I mean, that's frustrating, you know, and I, I do understand your position being really frustrating to hear deflating pe- people just boom, roasting the church. I get that. It is. But that's why I wish it wasn't this way. I wish yeah. it was more spread out criticism and it's got to be okay that some people in the church get razzled or flustered or doubled down because of what I say or leave the church because of what I say. Good. Both of those good. Just let's cause something to happen. I'm not trying to be a wrecking ball, but we can, they got to have some stuff happen here. Eventually we have to. Yeah, I agree. And I I don't think it's going to happen by, uh, you know, everybody, uh, leaving in masses, I do think some people do need to leave in masses, but I don't, I don't, I don't see how there's going to be changed by only people on the outside yelling at people that are on the inside saying they need to change. But they because uh, they can't take conversation I, like this inside. Nope, nope, nope. I can't go to any place and say, you know what, you shouldn't teach those kids that. There's no place I can say that. I I do. Go tell the Sunday school teachers don't teach my kids about any of that stuff while they're here. You can't yeah, do Joe, that I mean, for, and be a pastor at a church. Joey, and, and you, you know, most, I mean, a lot of the people, even at Seacoast, don't like me anymore. They think I'm obnoxious and, and saying what you're saying. I'm against not, the church. Not anyone who really person. got to know you at our campus. That's not true. I'm talking about Seacoast as a whole. That is true. Okay. You know that. Yeah. Well, that's the I same can give you a list me, too. But, but they I just won't. won't tell me to my face, but that's uh, uh, obviously that, that, the that, same with me. Okay. That's, that's my point. It's not accepted. You can't, I, I'm not even, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to, you want to bring it down to individual churches or, or say it's the small church or whatever. My bigger point is there is something really flawed with the system. You know it, you know it, and I know it, and everybody knows it, but it just, it, as soon as you try to say something against it, guess what? I'm, I, I'm the one that's wrong. Well, I should. have had I mean- conversations with people who I respect who implied that I was the problem. That once I started questioning that I was doing something bad, 
and uh, you were in the room with me one time when it happened, and I couldn't believe it. I was just trying to say speak my mind, and I was shut down because I was like, "Well, okay." Well, I mean, you, you really—I know what you're talking about. And you blew. You've always blown that one little it's, comment. It's out my of fault again. No, I, <laughs> that's my point. I, I, how many comments have I said that you've blown out of the water? A I, lot. I, I don't get one. A and, lot. And, and, and I don't think it was blown out of the water. I, I, I just don't. But anyway. It's funny you remember exactly what I'm talking about. I, I, I didn't even think you would. Well, the, you know, the, I do, though, for I real, you, uh, think that but. the position that I do feel bad also about Joey's position. And I, I mean, man, like, I don't know. Like, I, I get that's rough for you to hear us say stuff like that with you here as if we're daring you to challenge us. Or, I mean, I get, I see how that feels. And from your position, yeah, I guess, I guess when I'm talking like this, I'm not thinking I'm talking to Joey. I, I'm thinking I'm talking to somebody else. But I guess you probably feel it as us talking to you. And that's not what I'm doing. I do believe you're a pastor, I, and I'm just going to be 100% honest right now. I do believe you're a pastor. I do think the systemized church fucks you up, fucks up your brain, probably causes some depression that is non-needed. There is a lot of good, but there's a fucking lot of bad. And, and they so, have to be accessible what the net benefits or negatives are, though. And if we can't get to that conversation, we right. ain't having one. That's the way I'm looking yeah. at it at the moment. And that might sound mean. I don't know, I guess. Anyway, apologize, not trying to be obnoxious. Or attack you or your church or your God. <laughs> Joey Spencer is on a mission to make church better for every position of the staff and the people that come. They are going to worship Jesus until he's done because he is a pastor and he wants you to know that if you believe in Jesus, then everything will grow.